from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for today, Thursday, the 18th. Forgot what day of it July. Was. It is. Show number 92. Ooh, we're getting there, Scott. Almost. All, almost to that magic 100. Absolutely. Got a big show for you tonight uh, on the show with us. Uh, we have the mighty Chris Keller, winner of the birthday race, uh, and there, we'll talk to him about that, uh, being called the upset winner and all that fun stuff. So, uh, Lots of fun. Lots of fun stuff. I'm sure you were confident going in that you were going to win, right? No. No, okay. <laughs> so we'll I have t- confidence, but not that much. <laughs> so we'll talk more to uh, Chris here in a little bit. Car owner Jeff Robertson joining him as well. Uh, we're going to talk to Matt Swander, flagman of uh, Oakshade Raceway. I guess uh, there was some controversy at the end of the modified race. It seems like that, Scott, you know, so but... He wanted to dispel some uh, rumors there, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll let him... Uh, Certainly speak. nothing happened that was Matt's fault. No, so uh, we'll let him uh, clear the air with that. I didn't see any of it because I, like, I was told you I was in the staging area in the pits. and Yeah. And I didn't hear the explanation. I didn't hear anything over there. I did have my receiver in, and I didn't really hear anything as far as what. I couldn't piece together what was going on since I couldn't see on the track or hear the announcer. So well, That kind of blows some conspiracy theorists right out of the water. So, yeah, yeah. Good, good point, Scott. Um, coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Cars Studio on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope, and Twitter. Uh, make sure to uh, like us on Facebook if you haven't yet. We're almost about 1,600 likes, so we're, wow. we're getting close. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Hammer Report. At Hammer Report is our uh, Twitter. And you can always listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google. And if, you had to, if, you did, if you're indifferent, go with, I, go with iHeart because... They're, 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 they let us use their studio. So. And that's nice of them. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, make sure to give Ron Miller Race Cars a call. 734-856-7223. Even if you don't need any parts or any service, um, he just likes to talk. Yeah, as long as you're not selling extended warranties oh. for a car or something. Yeah, don't. That seems to be the popular <laughs> thing these days. Yeah, don't call on that one. And Anybody try to sell you one for your race car? You know, nobody's tried that one yet. No, okay. Come on. But uh, you know, they're they're trying to save me money on my master account, Mastercard account too. All right. Well, I got a I got some business for you. My car's still sitting in the driveway on the trailer. So yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's got it, a unless, lot of work. Unless it comes to see us, it's not racing this week. No, it doesn't. It ha- right now it's a no go. It doesn't go off the trailer. It doesn't move at all. It needs help. We got Would you like the, to explain what happened? Um, I, I made the wrong decision. Oh, okay. I started the back of the uh, feature, which I was a little worried about, so I was hanging back. I avoided two accidents, I believe. And so by that time, I thought, all right, we got this all. It's all out of our systems. It's time to go. And then the guy spun again in front of the car in front of me, and he jammed on his brakes. I thought the guy was good. spinner was going to go high, so I decided to try and go low, and the guy in front of me just stopped, and, and I just slid into him with the side of my car, and bad things happened. Actually slid into him with the rear end of his car. The side of the car into the rear end. It kind of ripped everything out. The, the, the side being the sheet metal really didn't get hurt that bad. Well, sure, but the underneath did. Yeah, buddy. It was sad. 
Uh, we got the Hammer Down Dirty Thirty coming up. Uh, the Hammer Down Racing Report Dirty Thirty coming up at Sandusky Speedway, October third. Make sure to uh, go to our. There's so many places you could do this, uh, but our Facebook page. I have a pin post. You can click the link there. There is a a sheet, a sign up sheet kind of thing. It's a form. Um, if you have any intentions of uh, participating in that race, featuring dirt late models, uh, the Fremont. Uh, Dirt trucks and the Oak Shade Bombers. Those two classes are combined. And also compacts, which is front, 800 to win for front, them. Front wheel drive. I'm sorry, front wheel drive, uh, uh, dirt yep. cars dirt, and pavement dirt, cars. Dirt versus pavement. All the details are on hammerdownracerreport.com. I have a whole page set up there with all the rules that we have so far, payoffs, uh, everything. It's October 3rd again at Sandusky Speedway. No, they're not putting dirt on the track. It's going to be asphalt, but we're going to run dirt cars. On it. So it should be fun. And it's going to be big time fun. Big time fun. Ron's going to be there. And if he gets my car back together, I'll probably be racing too. We'll definitely have you ready by <laughs> October so. 3rd, Scott. <laughs> so uh, again, if you have any intentions, no obligation though, if you fill out that form, but uh, we'll add you to the list and uh, give you a little publicity for uh, showing up or for saying you're going to show up. You hear that, Chris Keller? I heard that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and clear. Uh, before we get to uh, Mr. Keller and uh, Matt Swander, well, let's uh, talk about some of the action this past weekend. A lot of action this past there weekend. There was. Uh, actually, before we get to that, I just want to remind you, uh, Brian Weekman and his uh, weekend weather pit stops coming up uh, a little bit later on. Kind of a warm forecast. Toasty. Yeah, a little toasty. Uh, so Attica Raceway Park was in action on Friday night, not Tuesday, unfortunately, but uh, Friday night Byron Reed scored his second Attica Fremont Championship Series 410 feature in a row. Uh, it was his 42nd career win. Jamie Miller was the winner of the AFCS 305 feature. Sean Valeni, former guest of ours uh, again, won a crash-filled dirt truck feature. It was his second win of the year. And uh, unfortunately, Tuesday's Brad Doty Classic, we had Brad Doty on the show last week, they uh, they gave her a go, and then the storms came in, and I guess it was uh, yeah. too much. So they had to cancel that, and unfortunately, they didn't have the rain date because of uh, Eldora making up the Let's Race 2 from, what was that, May, I think it was? Right. So they decided to tack that on Wednesday in front of the, the King's Royal event. So there was no room for a, a rain date. So so did you see the picture of Kyle, Kyle Larson's trailer? I did trailer, see that. Yeah, truck trying to get uh, out of the pits, yeah. I wonder if uh, his... Uh, tr- I wonder if his truck driver still has a job. Hmm. Certainly had a big tow truck pulling him out. Ended up in the in the ditch there, yeah, trying to pull out. I'm not sure how that happens. It's probably the water truck's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to move on with that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of action at uh, Oakshade Raceway over the weekend. Uh, summer National finale there. Kent Robinson drove uh, to the Summer National late model win on Friday night. And this uh, 14-year-old Hunt Gossam from Mayfield, Kentucky, a pretty impressive uh, kid there driving the 99 Modified, uh, won that feature on uh, Friday night. 14 years old, the kid can drive. Yeah. Uh, Some unfortunate stuff happened on Saturday night with that. And, again, we'll talk to Matt Swander here in a little bit about that. This guy over here from Adrian, Adrian, Michigan, Chris Keller, he led every every single lap, all 50 laps, flag to flag. 75 or 80 of them, but, yeah. (laughs) And uh, won the 10,000 to win birthday race, Summer National Finale. It was your uh, first Summer National win ever? Oh, yeah. That's what they were saying? Okay. Yes. And first birthday race win. Was that your biggest win ever? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, big time. By far. 
look forward to time. Have you ever run anywhere near that many laps? Um, yeah, ran, I think that was the second or third birthday race, I think. Okay. So, so usually, your best finish in a birthday race. Yeah, yeah, I usually try to run them all just for track time, you know. Also, uh, Saturday night, Nick Hoffman was the winner of the modified feature. Terry Rushlow won the Bomber A, and Bubba Kundick won the Bomber B. And, uh, yeah, we'll leave the modified feature on the table for just a second here. Moving on to Fremont Speedway, Cap Henry won the Attica Fremont, Attica Fremont Championship Series 410 uh, featured there on Saturday night. Matt Westfall took the lead on... Uh, crap. I didn't put what lap number he put took the but he, he won the uh, boss non-wing sprint feature. Went on to pick up uh, the win there. John Ivey picked up career win number 58 uh, in the Attica Fremont Championship 305 feature. Another he took, former He took best. the lead with five laps to go. That I did remember to put in my notes here. Well, so. very good. So, yeah. Uh, congratulations to them. Sandusky Speedway was in action. Sam Strout took the victory in the Renegades feature. Tyler Schulich won the Modifieds. The Lake Erie Stock winner was Wayne Sweeney. And Gage Sauer won the big beginner stock feature. Up at Flat Rock, Ryan Allen won the Silver Cup late model sportsman feature, and Ethan uh, Stadnuchek won his second street you stock. You did it. A main in a row. You did it. I did. I also put it phonetically right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> in my notes, too, so I remember. Uh, Aaron Greyhouse was the street stock B feature winner, and race. <laughs> Damn it. I practiced this, too. Race Medepenigan. Metapedigan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was the factory stock feature winner, and Jacob Lee won his first figure eight feature. So, lots of action there. Eldora Speedway, let's race two yesterday. Donnie Schatz got the lead from Brad Sweet on lap number eight to win. Tyler Courtney became only the fourth driver in USAC Amsal National Sprint Car Series action to win three consecutive features at Eldora last night. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah, apparently he's got that place figured out. Uh, Lucas Oil late models were in action. Tyler Erb won uh, a week ago, Thursday night, Tri-City in Illinois. Jimmy Owens won the following night at Tri-City. Sunday, uh, they were off to Lucas Oil Speedway for the uh, 15000 to win Diamond Nationals, where Owens followed up his uh, win with another win. Uh, Sunday, it was Jonathan uh, Davenport in Victory Lane at Lucas Oil Speedway. Tuesday, Brown County Speedway, Josh Richards won the uh, third annual Bullet Sportswear Shootout. And last night at uh, Jackson Metroplex in Minnesota, it was canceled due to rain. Coming up for them, uh, they are at I-80 Speedway in Nebraska tonight. And then on to Macon, Illinois on Tuesday before a bit of break for uh, that series. I don't think they race again till like August, something like that. Uh, World of Outlaw, Morton building late models. Brandon Shepard got his fifth consecutive World of Outlaw feature win at River City Speedway on Friday. Shane Clanton outran Shepard on Saturday at Ogilvy Raceway in Minnesota. Chase Jungens uh, dominated Sunday at Red Cedar Speedway in Wisconsin, winning his heat, starting at the pole of the feature, and leading the entire distance. Uh, next up for them is Wednesday night at Davenport Speedway in Iowa. Not yet. Ali's Bargain Outlet to All-Star Circuit of Champions. Aaron Reitzel took the lead from Tony Stewart early at Utica Rome Speedway in New York on Friday night to pick up the win there. It was his fourth in the last six races. 
Danny Dietrich came out on top at Orange County Fair Speedway in New York on Saturday. Brock Zierfoss led the entire way at Lebanon Valley Speedway in New York on Sunday. Coming up uh, for those guys at Plymouth Dirt Track, Sheboygan uh, County Fairgrounds in Wisconsin. That is uh, a week from tonight, Thursday the 25th. And a uh, special note with the All-Stars, they have rescheduled the rained out Atomic Speedway Sprint Speed Week event that was uh, uh, rained out. That whole and, 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 debacle and, of a, and, and moved somewhere yeah. that was that was crazy week, yeah. Scott. Yeah, they've uh, settled on Thursday, September twelfth at Atomic Speedway as the makeup date. I, I believe that's part of a uh, three day weekend for the All Star Circuit of Champions as well. World of Outlaw NASA Energy Drink Sprints were in action at Hartford Speedway on Friday night. David Gravel uh, won there, and then Donnie Schatz got his first ever victory at Wilmot Speedway or Raceway in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, coming up for those guys, they have, of course, the Kings Royal. Yeah, Joker's Wild, I believe, is tonight, uh, but they're at Eldora tonight through uh, Saturday. I haven't seen anything about any uh, weather-related uh, delays for that uh, with the heat. We'll talk about some that have already either canceled or adjusted their schedules a little bit, but I haven't seen anything uh, f- as far as Eldora yet. Almost as fun as to say is McManamy. I can say McManamy, Mr. Keezer. Um, comments on our Facebook there. Really? I think he was talking about the Metapedigan. Say it again. Metapedigan. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what you meant. Uh-huh. It, ain't, it ain't what you said, Scott. <laughs> uh, after the uh, King's Royal, the World of Outlaws will be at Lernerville on Tuesday over there in Pennsylvania. Arca action. Chandler Smith spun midway through the race but came back to win at uh, the Menards 200 at Elko Speedway on Saturday night. NASCAR action. Brett Moffitt dominated the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series Buckle Up Your Truck 225 at Kentucky Speedway on Thursday night, uh, but ran one lap short on fuel and gave the lead to uh, 18-year-old Tyler Ankrum, who went on to pick up the win in just his 12th start. Cole Custer dominated the last half of the NASCAR Xfinity Series uh, race on Saturday, no, Friday at Kentucky, and then uh, Saturday in the Master Energy Cup race. Um, it was uh, the Bush brothers. Do you see that uh, that battle there? I didn't see the end of the race. I saw no, a replay. Uh, it's pretty good racing. Kurt Busch came out on top. Uh, Kyle Busch finished second. They beat and banged on each other, and uh, now Kurt is locked into the playoffs. Next up uh, for NASCAR, the uh, Xfinity Series will be at New Hampshire Motor Speedway on Saturday, four o'clock. Uh, Sunday is the Cup Series race at New Hampshire, and then the trucks have the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301. No, wait. Really? No, that's the uh, NASCAR race, the Cup race. I'm not sure where the trucks are. Are the trucks off this weekend? I'm not. I don't know. Okay. IndyCar we'll, we'll have to call Matt Crafton and find out. Yeah. Speaking of which, he didn't. Uh, where did he end up finishing the modifieds? At uh, I think he was second or third. Yeah. Uh, for Saturday sure. night. He on didn't Saturday. do so good on uh, Friday. He Correct. had some problems during his heat race. Yeah, no, he, he looked real good. Uh, Indy 500 winner Simon Paginot led uh, most of the Honda Indy Toronto on Sunday to pick up the win there. IndyCar travels to Iowa Speedway on Saturday for the Iowa 300 at 7 p.m. on NBCSN. That's uh, actually a, a weekend with ARCA, as a matter of fact. So ARCA and IndyCar both at Iowa this weekend. All right. So that's cool. Uh, 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 
Still waiting for Matt Swander to give us a call. Again, that number, Matt, in case uh, you lost it or you forgot to call. 419-214-0925. Dirk Carr, uh, late model, Summer Nationals. Brian Shirley crowned the championship of that after, where did he finish? Top five, I think, on Saturday. But uh, Yeah, not sure. Yeah, he and, uh, um, what's his face? Shepard? No, Pierce. Pierce. Bobby, Bobby Pierce. I always get them mixed up. P- Bobby Pierce uh, were coming down to the wire there. I think the they points. were nine points apart coming yeah. in. So uh, Brian Shirley actually uh, won on Thursday night, the night before Oakshade there at I-96. And uh, they do have a one more race left. It is the uh, makeup race at Lincoln Speedway. It's uh, going to be a non-points event because it's after the championship. So that's going to be uh, the 25th. Was, wasn't that the race where they got a few laps in and uh, then the rains came? I think so. It may be. Could be. Maybe. So that's uh, pretty much all that I have for, for that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Again, uh, waiting for Matt Swander, flagman from... Uh, 419-214-0925. In the meantime, why don't we jump over and talk to Chris Keller? I don't want to do that yet. You I just want to talk want, to Chris. You just want to let him sit there? I want to let him sit there a little bit. Uh, let's do a few other news stories here, then we'll then we'll yeah, talk all to right. Chris. Uh, two-time, anyways, two-time Daytona 500 champ Michael Waltrip is coming out of retirement. This might have Dirty 30 implications, too, by the way. Really? Yeah. He's going to compete with the Vors Compact Touring Series on July 20th at Shady Bull Speedway. Really? And uh, apparently the guys over there at Sandusky Speedway are good, uh, good buddies with Shady Bull, and uh, they're going to try and talk uh, Michael into running the uh, Dirty 30. That would be pretty 3rd. cool. And, and for what it's worth, I did uh, bounce that off of Matt Crafton last weekend, and uh, he was very intrigued. Hmm. He just needs a ride, though, right? Right. Okay. Uh, Tony Stewart had uh, this to say on Sirius uh, XM NASCAR Radio about younger drivers getting rides that uh, more experienced drivers probably should be getting. Did you hear these? No, I didn't. Okay. He says, quote, I think the whole process of trying to find the next stars is a totally screwed up system. It's not that kids coming in don't have talent. They have talent. But there are other guys that are getting overlooked daily who have truly paid their dues and deserve a shot to be here. He had some other comments, but that was the more tame part of it. Um, (laughs) He also said uh, that... Drivers were saying they were 25, and they'd be 25 for many years because if you're more than 25, you're too old. You're washed up. Yeah. yeah that, that's. I thought that was kind of interesting, too. How do you feel about that one, Chris? I mean, I know people in their 50s that do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 50 yeah. forever. and Age discrimination. Uh, Sterling Marlin has had multiple brain surgeries battling with Parkinson's disease. Uh, his latest was three months ago, and he is supposed to uh, make a return to the racetrack. He was supposed to do that this past weekend at uh, the Fairground Speedway in Nashville. He did have some mechanical clutch, clutch issues after he got the car unloaded there, uh, and he decided to withdraw from the race, then trying to race with uh, mechanical problems, that being his first race back. So he's going to try again uh, again at Nashville. The next race for the late models is scheduled for August 10th. So Sterling Marlin still getting it done. Nothing wrong with that. No. Kevin Swindell announced on Wednesday that he'll team up with his dad, Sammy, to pilot the number 39 Swindell Speed Lab sprint car in the World of Outlaws NAS Energy Drink sprint car 
uh, Series Knoxville Nationals. They'll also compete together this weekend at the Kings Royal in Eldora. Nothing yet, Scott. I should have reminded him. He's probably going to stand me up. Crazy flag man. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we could probably uh, get Chrissy Hendricks to call in. Christina might have some insight, I too. I think to... she wants to talk. <laughs> I know. I got one last thing here. The American Ethanol uh, the American Ethanol Late Model Tour event scheduled uh, for tomorrow at 986 was canceled, or has been canceled, due to uh, the excessive heat that has been forecast. Uh, Kalamazoo and Mid-Michigan Raceway Park have also canceled their Friday night programs. A lot of Michigan tracks are... Not dealing with the heat. Those real Michigan well. folks just can't handle yeah. the heat. No, they can race in the winter. <laughs> can race in the middle of the winter, but not. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also canceling due to the heat are uh, Mount Pleasant Speedway. Charlie sent me a bunch of these this afternoon too. Uh, Galesburg has pushed their uh, Saturday show to Sunday, so to try. I did and see that. Beat the heat, and uh, Oakshade has uh, postponed the start of their Saturday night show back one hour. Pushed it back an hour. Yeah, they're still racing. Still racing, yeah. Just hope, Gates will still open at 4. but uh, Hoping that the track is a little cooler, hot laps at 7, racing at 8. There you go. So, And there may be some changes uh, to some more tracks. or not. Like I said, I haven't heard anything more about Eldora. I did check Lima Land. Everything looked to be on schedule uh, for tomorrow night there as well. And, uh, again, we have Ryan Weekman and his weekend weather pit stop forecast coming up here shortly. Well, after we talk to Chris. We'll get to Chris before the weekend weather pit stop. Are you sure? I think so. (laughs) I called the number two times with no answer. What's that? He says he called the number two times with no answer. Let me make sure the phone's working here. That works. Why don't you call him? Well, I don't have his number. Give me your number, Matt. Give me your number, Luke. <laughs> All right. So we'll try and call Matt here. Um in the meantime, let's start talking to the uh champion of the was it thirtieth annual birthday race? Thirty thirty one? Thirty first, okay. This is what happens when I don't announce. All right, I got his number. We're gonna call him. Teaser okay. again. It's like we keep hey, we can wait. we're jerking you around. I apologize about that. But uh where the heck is that area code? I don't even know what that is. Uh, 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 uh. Again, uh, Matt Swander, flagman of Oakshade Raceway. Flag guy, I guess. Is that uh, is that what we're doing? We're getting rid of gender things? I've got to give him a shout-out, too, Scott. He's really done a very good job this year. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think so, Chris? Yep. So, Get him on the phone here to talk about that modified feature. Hopefully I dialed right. This could be a... Uh... Hi, this is Matt. Hey, I did dial right. Matt, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Chris Keller, Jeff Robertson. We got all kinds of people here. Well, good evening, folks. So uh, apparently something happened at the end of uh, the modified race on Saturday at Oakshade. And you were the guy closest to the action right there in the flag stand. And uh, I know you told me uh, over on Facebook Messenger there kind of what happened. But uh, go ahead and... Mm -hmm. The floor is yours to uh, to explain <laughs> what happened there. What happened was is I got the call, one to go, next time by on the two car from race control. Okay, no problem. I display the white flag to Nick Hoffman as he goes by me, and I was trained as a flagman. Once you display the white, your eyes don't leave your leader unless something's called on the radio. You do that? Mm-mm. Not a problem. 
Nick's coming down the back stretch. I'm watching him, watching him. I get the checkers out. I start waving them. And about that time, caution is called on the radio. There was a wreck down in one and two behind my back. I didn't see it. By the time I could physically pull the checkers back and wave the caution, turn the light on, Nick had crossed over the line. Well, that just created a whole uproar. And that's where the problem started. So the you when did they uh, call the caution? And they probably did it on the receiver. And you do you have uh, uh, no? You can't hear when they call caution on the receiver. Well, the way uh, Jeff, the race director, he has a two radio setup where all he's got to do is hit a button, and he's talking over a race receiver and the officials' radio. As soon as I heard that, I pull the checkers back and go to grab the caution flag. Well, by then, Nick was already coming out of four, and I had the checkers waving. Him, Hunt, and I believe the third-place car got by me before I was able to display the caution flag. The announcer portrayed and put over the PA system that I ignored the caution call and still waved the checkers, and that is completely false, and that's why I wanted to get my side out there because I'm being portrayed as somebody that disobeyed an order from race control. And that is absolutely not what happened. And for those that aren't, aren't familiar with uh, with race control on this past weekend, it was different from any other weekend at, at Oakshade where the uh, dirt yeah. car officials are, are running the entire show other than the Bombers. Yep. I mean, the Bombers were the only ones uh, having the Oakshade officials exactly calling that. So, Matt, I was sitting... What? You were, we you were talking. I turned you down. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Matt, uh, I, I was sitting in the grandstands watching that race, and as you say, mm-hmm. it's important that you keep your eye on the leader because that's who you've thrown the white f- flag for, and as he's yes, coming sir. to you, you have to throw the checker. Um, mm-hmm. We were told in the driver's meeting on Friday that when the checkered flag is displayed, the race is final. Um, and I can vouch for that because I was standing right next to Bobby Pierce when Sam said that himself. And from where I was sitting, you did absolutely nothing wrong. You can't watch the rest of the track when the leader's coming to the checker. Uh, on a normal no, night, sir. your eyes would be everywhere, and you would be watching for cautions and anything that could happen. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, from where I was sitting, you did absolutely nothing wrong. If anything happened, it was with race control. So what was and, what was the explanation? Because I, I could not hear. Uh, and just to point out, I also was not the announcer that night. I was in my car in the pit, so I couldn't really hear what was going on. What was uh, <laughs> what was their explanation as to uh, what other than just uh, blaming it on you? I guess they uh, there was a long discussion over the radio about what they were going to do. Immediately, Jeff, the race director, actually, called Sam, and the director of Dirt Car, and said, what do you want to do? Because Hunt and, I believe, third place went off the track, went straight to the scales. That's when they turned him around and told him to come back on the track. Um, then Jeff asked uh, Sam how do you want to handle this? Because they just had this the week before. I believe it was at Macon with Bobby Pierce. Sam said, we're going to run one lap. And then Jeff asked him, what do you want to do with the 99 car? And it was Sam's call. I heard Sam myself call and say, put him on the tail. 
and this is my opinion, and take it for what it's worth, this is not coming from Oakshade, this is coming from Matt the Flagman, that was the wrong call. Either the race should have been over, which is what I think should have happened, or you restart the race, put the kid back in his spot, because he did not stop at his pits, he did exactly like he was told, and come right back on the track. That young man got screwed out of the second place finish. I think uh, I think a lot of people feel the same way, and and a lot of them were uh, I think directing their their anger towards you, and oh, uh, yeah. and you, and I didn't realize this. You told me you had to be escorted out uh, by security after the race um, to avoid potential conflicts afterwards because of how upset some people were, and I understood it. I uh, I talked with Pam and Chrissy and. They agreed with me that they would have somebody just kind of go out with me to avoid any potential issues. Gotcha. So, all right. Well, I, I, said it, I said it before we went on the <laughs> air with you, Matt. Uh, I think you're doing a tremendous mm-hmm. job this year flagging. Uh, congratulations on coming in and, and taking over so well. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've, I've been fortunate to train under some excellent flagmen. I'm going to Eldora in a couple of weeks, and I heard the big block mods are back. I would pay to go watch their flagman anywhere in the world. I think Dave Farney is the best. I, I'm i a nerd. I study flagmen. I watch them. <laughs> He's a flagman but... nerd. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you that from now on. Yeah. Okay? You, you need to check out Kenny Marshall over in New York someday. He's a pretty tremendous I, I, flagman, yeah. too. I, I, I have seen Mr. Marshall a couple times, but I am a huge uh, Dave Farney fan. Tom Hansen is another great one. Um. I, I just, I'm a nerd. All right. So but I think it's going to be all for naught because after this season, I'm going to hang up the flags. What? Don't do that. What? Yeah. Then you'll have all I mean, off season to reconsider that uh, decision. Oh, um, that's true too. One last, one last question about uh, the incident there in the modified yeah. feature. You know, after, you know, what happened and they decided they're going to run another lap. I'm, I'm assuming that you're under the opinion they should have given, gave the drivers that uh, pulled off thinking the race was over their positions back, you know, saying, you know, our bad, we messed up. Here's your positions back. Let's do this again and, and get it right. That is that you, am I correct in assuming that? 1000%. Okay. 1000%. And I told Hunt that when I talked to him earlier this week. Oh, good. I feel like I screwed that young man out of a great finish okay. and I apologized to him. What did he say? Oh, he's like, he understood. He's moved on, but that doesn't change how I feel. Gotcha. I, I see what this kid's got potential, and I don't want to possibly stunt his growth in racing because of something that I guess I should have avoided. The learning experience for him, though. Yeah, it is. He'll be and a he better racer great. because of it. He he was very <laughs> great. His his crew has been excellent when I talked to them this week. But Now, you don't play favorites with any of the drivers, do you? No, sir. Okay. I uh, actually, the last two years, I was starter race director at Butler Motor Speedway in Michigan. And I made it very clear my family's come up to race. They raced last weekend at Oakshade, which I didn't have to worry about since I wasn't making calls. If my family or the, his team was on the track, I refused to make any call because I was going to avoid any air of favoritism towards anyone. Sounds uh, sounds like the safe way to go with that. So, uh, Exactly. Matt, we appreciate your time, and uh, we'll see you back on the flag stand uh, Saturday at Oakshade, hopefully. 
All right. We'll see you then. Thanks for having me on tonight. Drink, bring, bring, bring lots of water. <laughs> yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thanks a lot, Matt. Matt Swander there, flagman at Oakshade Raceway, uh, kind of shedding some light into uh, what happened at the end of the modified feature there. A little bit of controversy, so interesting. I, I think it could have been handled differently, but certainly nothing that Matt had any input for, into. And it's one of those things where the, they're under pressure, like, oh, we got to make a decision fast. The cars are on the track. What are we going to do? So, That's the worst thing. Everybody's yeah. trying to think fast at that point. Yeah. So, it's just a bad deal, unfortunately. Uh, 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 but I'm sure I'm sure we'll see Hunt Gossam in Victory Lane. I'm more. sure again. He's, he's got lots of time. He's he's well below the 25 uh, year old uh, <laughs> yeah, cutoff there. He's so. still gonna make the cuts. So yeah. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. So uh, let's uh, let's talk to Chris Keller. Made the drive-in uh, to be on the show after winning the birthday race. So are you getting lots of calls? Yeah, it's starting to calm get, down Get close up to that microphone. It's starting now. to calm down now, but there's been a lot. Yep, a lot of calls, a lot of texts, a lot of Facebook messages. Now, you haven't uh, – when you started – when did – before the season started, did you know you were going to be running the birthday race? Um, I hope to have the car done by then. Okay. But So when, know, did, when did this deal come about uh, with Jeff? Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit in the spring. I don't know, on and off, just, you know, like to get the car out again sometime. Yeah, me too, kind of, you know. And then I think we were both there watching one night, and it was like, <laughs> now, that was, that, kind was of that was a new car to you, wasn't it? Yes, yep. I Well, I ran about 10 practice laps in that car up at Tri-City one time when Matthew was driving it. That much. And uh, it's basically been sitting for... I think it's been two years now, mm-hmm. and uh, we blew the dust off it, put a body on it, and decided we'd come play with it. So have you raced that car? Who has raced that car before you? Then? Uh, Matthew drove it f- like 10, 12 nights, something like that, maybe a little bit more. A few years ago? And that was from, from a new been, car? Yeah, yeah, it would have been in 16. 16, okay. Or, yeah, I think it would have been Why don't you tell our listeners what kind of chassis? And uh, I, I'm sure it's chassis. an XR1 just like everybody else, right? <laughs> nope, nope, it's a Schwartz. Um, something that I think may be a little underestimated in the chassis world. Um, guy's a great guy to deal with, great cars. Like I said, I think they're a little, in a, a little bit on the underestimated side. Well, you've only been out uh, racing like three or four weekends, right? Yeah, I think this, this weekend year. was the fourth weekend, yeah. yep. Yep. And the, yeah, because I was gone the first two, and you picked up a win there uh, at Oakshade. Yep, yep. And then, uh, I mean, did well, how is it? How is this? Is it the car? Is it you? Is it both? I mean, well, you know, I think it's a mixture. You know, I think taking a couple of years off like that was good for me as a driver. I've watched a lot of different drivers, and you know, when you sit up there in the stands and you listen to what guys are doing, it's you can really learn a lot of stuff. So. I think that's helped. The car's really good. Obviously, that always helps. A good car's helps a lot. So we got some breaking news. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Breaking we, yeah, news. I keep pulling the the rug out from under you all the time. Now what are we doing? Attica Raceway Park has just announced uh, that the uh, rained out Tuesday night Brad Doty Classic has been rescheduled for the weekend of the All Star Attica Ambush, August thirtieth and thirty first, 
More info will be forthcoming. Huh. Like four minutes ago. Breaking That's, news. We gotta have a breaking news sounder. <laughs> so cool. That's cool. We'll get the Brad Doty. Uh, was that? Is that uh, Labor Day? Yeah, Labor Day weekend. Right. So cool. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, I forgot where we were. <laughs> Car's great. Is that where <laughs> we were at? <laughs> Don't change the thing. It's perfect. Uh, your first night out was... Uh, uh, I-96. I-96, okay. Um, How'd you do there? We were doing good, and I took us out of that one. We were running top three, and um, I may have tried a little wrong move <laughs> and spun myself out. So it was a rookie mistake. And then uh, I think, but that was your first race in first night back long? in the car. Yeah, pretty much the first night I've ever raced a car. You know, other than a ten laps. So, but when's the last time you were in a race car before that? Uh, it would have been a Competing. sportsman at Oakshade. I ran a sportsman a couple times at Oakshade over the last two years. Okay. Um, but then we went to Oakshade on Friday night or Saturday that same weekend. Um, started fourteenth. I think we came up to second and mm. had kind of a weird caution flag scenario happen. Um, ended up in fourth that night. So top five, not bad. Nope, nope, that was a good night. Um, came back the next week at Oakshade, and um, I believe we won the heat that and was, the feature that night. I think. I know you at least won the feature. Can't remember if I won the heat race that night or not, but yep, yep got a feature win that night. So were you feeling pretty confident after uh, getting that feature win? Yeah, yeah, I was confident going into the birthday mm-hmm. race, I guess, because of that. But then you also wonder, okay, was I just a little timid and things were all right? Now am I more comfortable? Am I going to start spinning the tires and making mistakes? And so it was kind of a 50-50 thing, I guess. Well, Friday night, uh, you finished, I think it was 11th? Yeah, yep. Where'd Friday, you end up starting? Um, I think I started 7th. Oh, so, so you we went the went, wrong way. Yeah, yeah, we went backwards. What happened Friday, Friday night? night? You know, I had... Uh, I just wasn't on it, really. <laughs> I mean, I was up there on the top trying to make something happen, and just it wasn't going to. So, Did you learn stuff, though, Friday to yeah. uh, help you on Saturday? Uh, yeah, that's the main reason why I stuck out there. I was thinking about pulling in under caution, and I'm like, you know what? I need to just keep getting seat time because I haven't had much of it in the last couple of years, so I better just try to figure this thing out, you know? So what did you learn? Uh, calm down on the throttle. <laughs> I, I, underst- I understand that. that Audie Swartz may owe you a sales commission or two. Yeah, I understand that his phone. I understand his phone's been ringing this week. <laughs> I wouldn't say he owes me nothing because he's he's helped me a lot. You know, anything. He's a real straight up honest guy, so it's nice to deal with somebody like that. You I know? don't want our listeners to think that yours is the only Swartz car there. Uh, there's what another three or four? Yeah, I'm Bob Mayer, the 42 car. He's got one. Um, Dan Wallace, of course, he's a dealer in the area. He has the X3. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Brandon Gregory, he's got one as a sportsman. He's and got some feature wins. He, he's been yep. impressive this yeah. year. Oh yeah, yep. Um, oh, who else? There's another one in a sportsman. Um, I forget his name. He just flipped a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Shoot. Yes. <laughs> that's him. The man in the hat. That's all That's all I can no. think of right now. Uh, so what do you attribute to uh, your success this year? You know, four races, two wins? Uh, maybe beginner's luck, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm really sure what it is. Like I said, I'm more comfortable now in the car than I ever have been. I guess that's probably helping. And like I said, I got you know, the car's a really good car, so... Is this the best car you've ever had? or? Yeah, I'd say right now if it's the best driving car that I've drove, you know, whether that's from what I've done, what 
technology's done a chassis. I'm not quite sure what's causing it, but let's talk about the uh, birthday race on Saturday. Did you uh, did you stay out at the track? Uh, it's Friday night, or did you nope, go home? Nope, I knew better. We came do home. better. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep. Got as some rest. As soon as it was over, we closed the trailer door and ran, so that way, you know. We knew it we seems were. like you spent a lot of Saturday night at the track, though. Yeah, yeah, we were there pretty late Saturday night. but <laughs> <laughs> No question about that. <laughs> yeah, we were there for a while Saturday, but nope, Friday, we just ran home and got there Saturday morning and um, had to wash the car, believe that or not. Um, Devin Shields was down there throwing mud up at me in the parade laps on Friday night, so I was covered in mud from head to toe. So, did you we, throw any back at him? No, I couldn't catch him. Ryan Missler says he's a cheater. Do you he, agree with that? Yeah, he probably is. Okay. I mean, if he's that fast, he's got to be cheating, you know? But you beat him. Psst. So does that mean you're a cheater? Well, that was this one night. <laughs> <laughs> Chester Fitch. Yes. That's who it was, yes. <laughs> Sorry about that, Chester. Oh, yeah, Christina. <laughs> they commented, too. I missed that. Yes, it was Chester. I wasn't there that night. I do remember reading about it, though. Um, So how big was uh, the birthday race win for you? I mean, It was a big deal. Um, It seems it's weird because I think I was more excited when I crossed the finish line than I have been all week. Like, I I thought maybe it would sink in, but maybe that was, like, that was the most, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it was was crazy. Were you... uh, Counting down, were you like, when's he going to wave the white flag, you know? Or yeah, probably from worried. about lap 10. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like a long time. And then they said 18 to go, and I'm thinking like, man, that's that's almost another feature, you know? <laughs> and then when we got five to go, I actually, for the first time in my life, I was able to count laps. I've never been able to do that, so I counted from five to zero. I was pretty proud of myself for that, you know? And you didn't miss you, that didn't mess, mess you up missing your marks or anything? Nope, nope. Okay. I still had one hand on the wheel, and we were good, so. Okay. So. We were good. <laughs> One hand's still on the wheel. <laughs> good thing it wasn't six laps left. Exactly. That could have been a problem. Yeah, we had problems. So uh, there was a lot of people speculating, and I won't mention any names, but I heard some things that uh, that uh, you may be buddies with Jake Rendell and <laughs> that uh, he may have been helping you. Hey, yeah, how did I know this conversation was going to come up? <laughs> no, there was a, uh, I think maybe, without pointing fingers, maybe Jake wasn't appreciated by the way he was approached. And I think gotcha. he sort of maybe answered with fire, I guess, if that makes sense. So he just wasn't leaving much room for them. He wasn't giving no. giving an inch. No, but no, he didn't I give Chris any. He didn't give Chris yeah, anything yeah, yeah. either. What did it take? Probably six laps to get around him. Well, it felt like twenty five, but everybody's telling me six. So okay. But it was, I mean, maybe I approached it better. I knew enough from racing at Oakshade over the years to not even try to go to the outside of him. You know. If and somebody if was going just, to go around you, they had to go outside to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you just get underneath of a lap car like that and just hang out, eventually you're going to get an opening where they're going to slide up just that extra six, eight inches and get out of the groove and you can get around. I, them, I was know? impressed that you never even gave him a nudge. No, no, no. I try not to do that stuff for obviously respectful reasons and personal reasons. If I'm going to cut down a right front tire and lose a race, I'm going to want to hang myself when I get back to the trailer. So, <laughs> so I, I don't even think that uh, Robinson or uh, Fager had anything for you, even if they did get by. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I appreciate everybody saying that. I mean, I've seen the video and I didn't think I was, would be able to pull away like I did. So, you know, when I first got out of the car Saturday and I start hearing the stuff that's going on, you think to yourself, like, man, was I just a big roadblock out there or something? Like, I won this because I was a roadblock? After watching the video, it, it makes your self-esteem feel a little better that you were actually able to pull on them, you know? So, Did you look at Race Monitor at all? Um, um, I understand, yes, I I understand that you're 
I understand that your fastest lap was lap, I think, 46. Yeah, I think mine was 45 or 46. And Jason you wanted to hurry up and get to the finish, right? Yeah, <laughs> yep. Jason turned a really good lap on lap 50, though. I think he was might have been two huh. tenths quicker than I was. But, but he was half a lap back at that point. Yeah, yep. That was. So just to be clear, you and Jake didn't talk before the race. No. And come up with a strategy, <laughs> no, no, okay? No, nope. just want to clear that are, up. Uh, Jake and I are definitely acquaintances, <laughs> you know. And and like I said, I'm not mad for what Jake said. I understand why he said it. That night, I was pretty irritated, you know. And what did Jake say? Yeah, we're not going to go there. But okay. it was just I, wanna, I didn't hear what Jake said. <laughs> I don't know. What... Like I said, he just wasn't. I don't think he was happy about the way he was approached, you know. And it. He, was he mad with you? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Uh, I understand the... that uh, a crew member, not from Chris's car, threw uh, his his sticks at uh, at Jake as they were coming off the track. Mm, yeah, I haven't heard that one yet, but mm. hmm. yeah, I probably wouldn't be appreciative of that. I don't. I don't usually like things being thrown at me, unless it's a football and I'm playing football or something like that. <laughs> I mean, that might be different, but. Uh, so uh, b- before your win on Saturday, actually, before I ask you that, did you have anything left in the car, or did you pretty much use it all up in that 50 laps? I mean, how were your tires? Or yeah, you... pretty much, I'd say all four are pretty well junk, believe it or not. I actually wore out a left front, so um, we went with a softer tire than anybody else did, and honestly, it's because I didn't want to buy another one. Be one hundred percent truthful with you. <laughs> got to go. Got to um, go easy on the car owner. Yeah, I mean, it was like you know, we we had that tire there and we ran it and it paid off. You Are know? you going to share with us what tire that might have been? Oh yeah, it was a thirty. Okay, care. right rear thirty. Right rear thirty. Yep, obviously. And, and everything else had to be by rules had to be a twenty. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of freaked me out. I didn't realize that until until we got there and everybody started talking about that. You know. Luckily, I didn't buy any 30s for any other corners. But <laughs> Well, the the race used to be a 60-lap race, and they shortened it this year to 50. Do you think that another 10 laps uh, might have been an issue for you, or do you think uh, that would have been fine, or would you have paced yourself differently? I think we could have made it, but the tire, instead of being junk, would have probably been bald. That probably would have been the difference. But we actually we actually fueled up for 60 laps. Um, I was... We've been cutting it close on weight, and I was kind of freaking out, so we pretty much just topped it off, you know. <laughs> and uh, but luckily we were good. That was my biggest fear with coming off the track is that I wouldn't be heavy enough. <laughs> was there any close calls with uh, any cars on the track when you were working through lap traffic? Um, any not, scares? Not too bad. Uh, Hillard and I got pretty close once. I think we may have even touched. Um, but you know, he's we both kind of got away from each other as quick as possible once we realized what was happening. So. <laughs> But other than that, I think it was we we're pretty pretty decent as far as that goes. Okay. Uh, before this win, what was uh, your uh, previous biggest win of your career? Um, I would say the biggest one would be either one at Oakshade or Attica. You know, when I was driving my family's car, we pretty much ran just Oakshade and Attica, and that was kind of always our goals to get a feature win. You know, just like everybody and. They were both tough to get. Those two places are really hard to get a win at. Chris Scott had asked you about uh, lapping cars. Was the flagman doing you any favors? Uh, was he using the layover flag? Or yep, yep, he had that flag out every lap, and and, and he did did he point it at, at any particular cars or uh, anything? I don't know if uh, he was pointing it or waving it. I think it was. I think he was waving it. Okay, but unfortunately, see, I didn't. I missed the drivers' meeting somehow too. 
And there normally, was, there was no drivers' meeting Saturday. Okay, so that's what I was wondering: is what is UMP rules during summer nationals on that flag? Do you move? Yeah, I've been in a lot of drivers' meeting where they tell you if you get the move over flag, you go to the top or you go to the bottom. Hold your line. Do you get out of the groove? So theirs is hold your line. I always Wait. thought it was just to let you know that their you know leaders are coming up on you yeah i've been to brian you've probably been to driver's meetings too where they'll tell you, you top or bottom or oh absolutely yeah so see that's why i wasn't sure because there was a topic about that you know social media world somewhere about that no so. i i i think that the the track conditions dictated that the driver just needed to stay where they were okay uh, i i think moving up or moving down could uh could cause more problems than just holding your line. Right. You know, if you're seeing the layover flag, maybe slow down a little bit so that you don't make a mistake. But uh, that's the blue flag for yeah, for the blue flag with a diagonal stripe. Yeah. Sometimes it's orange. Sometimes it's yellow. Right. I've yeah. seen it both ways. So what would you What would you do if you saw that flag and you weren't leading the race? You were about to get lapped. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> would you lay over and let people by, or would you try and race them too? I guess it's hard until you, I guess coming from me, if I seen somebody around me, then I, honestly, I wouldn't race them. You know I mean? The last thing you want to do is to be a factor in someone else's race. No, no, no. I mean, until you see a car, I guess you really don't know what to do. I mean, obviously, I guess you kind of know you're in a preferred groove at that point. But on the other hand, is that guy already working on you on the outside? And you all of a sudden you're going to jump out of the groove and take him into the wall or... I don't know. But if I seen him next to me, I think I'd let him go. And and to be fair, going back to uh, the, the incident with Jake, um, he was holding his line, doing what I would expect a driver to do, um, and, and you really never showed him a nose until you, were, you had a, a good jump and got completely up next to him. So I, I think Jake was doing... <laughs> what you would expect a driver to do yeah that's i honestly tried to pass him like i would if i was passing him for the lead you know i mean he really wasn't leaving enough room to even get a nose in in the first place a lot so. of drivers were hugging the inside like yeah. hiller didn't give you much room no hiller was actually up in the middle i think he was getting ready to get back down in line okay. when we made contact maybe <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like everybody was trying to, to stay as low as possible which Met the top of the track was wide open, but uh, yeah, yeah, there was a ton of room on the top. Yeah. If you and I've to. got an exp explanation for that oh, bottom of the yes, track, and a, and a yeah. whole visual too, and, and I have which a, will a work visual. well for our podcast audience that are listening. <laughs> well, and it will, yeah, uh, they'll they'll have to figure it out. All right. Well, before we get to that, uh, no, absolutely. What uh, what do you guys have planned for the the rest of the season? Um, I don't really know. We're doing this just to have fun, so. Not know, running for was, points anywhere? Nope, nope. That's when Jeff and I talked about getting the car back out. We're only going to race this thing if we're having fun, you know, if it's hot. Winning $10,000 is pretty fun, isn't it? Yeah, that's a pretty good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to keep that, by the way? Where Does that go to That race to car will take every I bit think, of that yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> so all I that's think, going uh, into the car then? Yeah, yeah. Most of us know that, that run these crazy things that it'll... It'll suck that up, no problem. <laughs> we really, just hope that it takes a long time to do it, but, yeah, it, you know. Real, really hot night, too. Uh, obviously, you glance at the gauges once in a while. Any any scares there? No, no. Actually, this thing right now is the best engine radiator. 
This is yes. what not what other competitors want to hear. They want to hear, <laughs> we got some problems we need to work out. No, it was actually, I mean, the radiator stayed so clean all weekend because of how the track was, you know, but sure. it, I don't think it ever got over 180. So for that kind of air temp, I was pretty happy, you know. So what, uh, any, any races on tap for this weekend? No, I think we're going to take this weekend off. So. Oh, good. There's <laughs> <laughs> a collective sigh of nope, relief. Nope. Like I said, <gasps> we're, we're doing this to have fun. So if it's hot and or if there's a chance of rain and, you know, there's no sense of leaving to, to be measurable. So, um, Any plans to go to any other tracks, you know, maybe I-96 again or yeah. outside, Million. outside of Oakshade and Attica? I'm sure we'll go somewhere at some point, you know. But no, no immediate plans or anything. No it's plans. Kind of, we don't. We don't make plans anymore. Just taking it <laughs> one day at if a time. You, if you make a plan, somebody's going to get upset because it doesn't work out. So we just wing it. <laughs> what about the uh, birthday or the birthday? The Barney rescheduled Barney for a week from Saturday. Yeah. Yep. I definitely want to hit that one. Um, that's kind of. The, and now everybody's like, oh no. <laughs> I, I I would love to even be able to run top five again in a big show. You know. It was a blessing. So, so, so Jeff, when uh, when Chris drew the number one pill, obviously you knew he was going to lead or lap or two. Oh yeah. You're you're sitting in the pits. How were you coping with it? You know what? Uh, I learned that you don't get too excited because things happen fast in this racing business. They do. And uh, I I just I, I didn't even talk to him. I didn't offer any advice i just went over to my seat in the stands and i sat down and wait for him to come out and 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 race you know and uh i when he took that flag you know on the very first lap and he pulled like four or five cars on robinson i got this is this is going to be a good night i just had a feeling then i had my lucky hat oh (laughs) wallace always calls me the cat in the hat so I brought the I brought the lucky hat out. And I oh, think okay. that that's probably what did it. I'm sure. Now were you cheering as he goes by? Or are you like just, I say, I don't are you just get cool too excited. And okay. Yeah, yeah. I try to. Try Not to even the, the last five laps. Well, then I was thinking, I'm gonna have to walk all the way over in front of the grandstand. <laughs> Where were you sitting at? I was sitting in the pits bleachers there by the the exit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was sitting in That's those. That's right, because they were doing everything on the front stretch. Yeah, yeah. So, And I told Chris, I says, hey, if we want any more features, I want them to, to, to get excited. But then after that, I want them to say, where's Jeff? I'm going to go pick Jeff up, <laughs> you know? Well, let me know. In fairness, I drove right by you to get on the scale. You could have jumped out the door. <laughs> well, I was walking the opposite way. That's the problem. Yeah, you could have picked him up. Yeah. Did yeah, you did was... you go through the scales before you went over to the front stretch? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could have rode on the I went, door. I had one one moderate tech inspection and then one intense one afterwards. So really? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty surprising. Yeah, they tore apart the rear end. Really? They, they didn't find anything. Off and, mm-hmm. Nope. So you didn't cheat. What, what were they no, looking? What were they looking some for? Some kind of spring loaded bar. I wish I had the knowledge on what this thing does. <laughs> I need to make some phone calls and. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never must, seen one. I I understand they exist, but well, it must be pretty good stuff if they were going through that extent to look for it. So I have to check into that. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't find it, huh? Nope. Nope. They didn't find so it. So you had it hid really well. Evidently. Okay. If it was there, I didn't know it was there. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> nice. So uh, is uh, this racing for uh, for Jeff here? Is it just for this year? Or is this something that's going to go forward yeah, to next year, or is it kind of up in the air? Well, I came out of retirement, so 
and I just went through rehab for the racing addiction, and I, I fell off. <laughs> it the didn't wagon. work. Yeah, no, I fell off the wagon. But uh, there is no cure, Jeff. Well, you, I when mean, you it, win, it's a lot. It's a lot more exciting, you know. <laughs> it's a lot more intoxicating. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think he just had his best dosage here a couple weeks ago. So. <laughs> I know. I, I it was funny because uh, the birthday race, uh, I hugged Chris, and he goes, "Can you believe it?" I just won the birthday race, and he was so excited. And I go, "Yeah, I can believe it." So that car was fast; it was on a rail. It's a chance, is there a chance that uh, we'll see you defend, try to defend that uh, win next year at the birthday race? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as long as everything keeps going, you're just, you're well just so. And, yeah, I think so. You're so laid back about well, just, it. I don't know. You're like, like hell yeah, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> I, I would, what are you nuts? <laughs> I would like to be there, but you know, life happens, and you never know. So, okay, I would say as of right now, things seem to be going well. So, now the car is awfully white looking. Yep. Is there any sponsors on it? No. No. Nope. Basically, just Jeff. They and call I it a to plain white wrapper. <laughs> I really like that term. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's you know sponsors. This leads to obligations and. I agree. We're, we're being, you know, if somebody wants to go that day that, like I said, it's 110 degrees and I don't know. So uh, I guess there was some uh, talk about uh, you need a nickname now. Yeah, I heard the rumor. Did you? Yeah. There was, a, there was a couple of them I was supposed to see if it worked. Uh, I think Iceman was one of them. Is that where? Chris yeah. Iceman Keller? Yep, yep, that was the one I seen. Or uh, Late for Dinner. Yeah, yeah, that came, <laughs> you that came up because I don't think I can really pick my own nickname. That doesn't seem right. So I told them they could call me whatever they wanted as long as they didn't call me late for dinner. So Late for dinner, <laughs> Chris the Iceman Keller. Iceman's been used before. Yeah, I feel like it has. Only on like, pavement, I think. Is that where Iceman yeah. series? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a couple nicknames, but I'm, I don't think they're radio appropriate. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Does one of them have three letters and end with hole? Yeah, I've, been, like that. I've had that nickname a few times, okay. yep. <laughs> Anybody told you you're number one? Oh yeah, yeah. On happens. the track? Uh, it's probably been a while. Okay, but yeah, I think it's happened. But I don't think you pissed yeah. anybody off on on Saturday. I think you made no, maybe some people in the grandstands or on Facebook or something like that. But other than that, we're all right. So, all right. Well, congratulations on that, and thank you. Spend that ten thousand dollars wisely, and you're probably gonna make the car even faster, though, right? You're gonna find whatever yeah. it was they were looking for, and. Try and put that in there. I don't know. I don't know. I got to check this out, but. <laughs> All right. Again, Chris Keller uh, joining us in the studio, car owner Jeff Robertson as well. Uh, thank you guys for coming in. Appreciate it. Where, where's, uh, what do you, where do you call home, Jeff? Uh, Edgerton, Ohio. Oh, so you did have quite a, yeah. a, a drive over here. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're still in you Adrian, are, right? Yep. You guys are important. We made a long trip. So. I, well, that's good. We appreciate that. <laughs> Although. You didn't bring us any T-shirts. We like it when people bring T-shirts, but I understand you don't have sponsors. So, well, I that, guess I was I was told we we're going to get white T-shirts and a box right. of crayons, and you guys you should just do your own. It's so. a do-it-yourself. Right. Sixty-seven on. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys can just go ahead and design your own. Your Find own a six-year-old. That's what you should do. Just sell some white T-shirts and yeah. with a, have a sharpie there. Orange there crayons. Yep, we'll be good. There's your official Chris <laughs> Keller merchandise. I like it, and you could sign it too. Yeah, that would make it worth. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, last week we played. Uh, how many? How many? Yeah, and I I left that sheet upstairs, so I don't really. Remember, but I think it, there were, I know how many we had. I think it was forty four on Saturday. Forty four late models. Right. And uh, I I picked too many. 
Yes, so you I did. Lost. I think you won. I did. You? Yeah. Congratulations. But, but, I, but I didn't want to rub that in, Scott. Congratulations, Ron. <laughs> you were the winner of how many? Um, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. This weekend. So what are we doing this weekend? I don't know. There's not much going on. What's the temperature? Well, What's the temperature? How about the, the King's Royal? Yeah, the temperature is a good one. Yeah. Let's do that. How hot's it going to be Saturday night at Oakshade? Air, air temp or uh, the real field temperature? Uh, the uh, air temp. Because that'll get recorded. Okay. Not. Nah, everybody's going to pick 99. Well, I'm going to go with 97. Right. What time? That is also a good question. Let's say let's just go for the high temperature for oh, the, the day. High? Just for the high for the day. Oh, yeah. I might have to change that then. I was thinking oak shade time. Oak shade time. Go ahead, pick a, pick a time. What's the high on on uh, Saturday? Hmm. I'm gonna shoot for a hundred. Hundred, okay. Not bad. Not gonna go for sixty-seven. Not this week. Not this week. <laughs> it's, if you guys come up to Michigan, we'll shoot for that next week. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? Uh, I'd say 96. Okay. Kathy? 95? That's Steve's number. 104. 100. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he must be from a long ways away. <laughs> That's comfortable for you, isn't it, Al? Hmm? That's comfortable for you, isn't it? Yeah. 104, yeah. I want to be here then. <laughs> Oh, you're going back already? <laughs> 101, Scott. 101. Jeez, Ron's trying to kill us. I'm going to go with uh, 97. Because that was the last one left? or Yeah, just because it's in the middle there. All right. Kind of in the middle. You picked 97, didn't you? She picked 95. No, yeah, 95. I get it all written down here. You're 96. So, all right. So that's our guesses. We'll find out who wins next week. If I remember the you sheet. You got one over in the corner. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. 99. 99. That has not been picked. All right. You got that quiet voice in the corner. It's kind of weird. She wanted to hide, though, so that's why I was kind of... Uh, uh, we got the weekend weather pit stop coming up here momentarily. Uh, races coming up this weekend. Tomorrow night, Lima Land Motorsports Park is in action with the uh, UNOH 22nd anniversary night featuring NRA sprints, modifieds, and stocks. Uh, pits open at 4.30, grandstands at 5, racing at 7.30. General admission, just 12 bucks for that. And uh, thanks to Jerry Keezer, who filled in uh, for me at Oakshade for the Bombers this uh, past weekend. So He I did well. Do some play- well, of course. Of course he did. He knows, how, he knows what he's doing. So thank you, Jerry. Uh, Attica Raceway Park is off th- this weekend due to, uh, I'm guessing, the Kings Royal. Uh, scheduled off weekend for a couple tracks. Uh, Sandusky Speedway is off as well as Fremont Speedway. So both those tracks will be dark. Fremont Speedway will be back in action uh, the following Saturday with the big high miler. That's a big deal. Show. Super yeah, modified. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll do talk something about that. Next week on the show, we're going to have Ryan Weekman in the studio from uh, WTOL 11. He's going to do the weekend weather pit stop live for us. We will ask him, what the hell's up with this crazy weather we've been having this year? Rain and now heat. Uh, Oakshade Raceway in action on Saturday night. Full show of late model sports and bombers, compacts. Gates open up four. And again, that uh, race time has been pushed back one hour uh, because of the heat. That's going to be at 8 o'clock now. Uh, $14 general admission there. Flat Rock Speedway scheduled to be in action with the Moran Chevrolet Stan Yee Memorial 150 for the ARCA late model gold cup. Um, and main event late model series. It's, a, I guess, a co-sanctioned kind of deal. Right. Um, figure eights will also be in action. Pit gates open at 2.30, break gates 
racing at seven and general admission uh, 25 bucks for that but keep an eye on uh, social media just in case yeah, anything i would changes. think before you head off to the racetrack yeah. just make sure that they haven't pushed their start time back yeah, or, yeah. Even if the, the ones that already have, just in case anything changes, because uh, weather is a fluid thing, and so is uh, times. And as we've learned from the Sprint Speed Week, where things can just change and go to different tracks on the same night. That's crazy. That was awesome, and, and it really worked out. That was I, pretty cool. I, I was stunned. I really was. Uh, one other thing, uh, State Line Speedway has that uh, race this weekend for go karts, the sixth annual Race of Champions. Four thousand to win for that. Uh, you're gonna go out and try and win that. It's been a long time since okay. I've been a go kart. I think okay. I might be a little too husky for that now. <laughs> well, you probably make weight, right? Do they weigh those? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They weigh those too. He started it. Let's check out the weekend weather pit stop. <laughs> this is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman as the heat continues. Well, it's going to make for a hot one for the early races here, especially as we look Friday down at Lima Land. Look for temperatures to be right near 100 degrees. Actual air temperature could see the heat index approaching 110 during the afternoon. Not much relief into the evening either. Only chance would be if an isolated thunder shower popped up. Turns out that's not great for racing. Chances, though, look pretty low for any rainfall. Let's look over to Saturday. We've got Oakshade and Flat Rock coming up here. Now, we will have to watch close. I think Flat Rock has a higher chance for some late afternoon or evening thunder showers that may pop up. Either way, it's going to be hot and humid before that if those do develop. Highs, once again, on Saturday, close to 100 degrees with some of the hottest weather we've felt in several years. This has been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. Be sure to download that free First Alert weather app. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. It's going to be hot. Yes, it is. Um, Yay! Nothing, uh, nothing like a triple-layer driver's suit and gloves and boots and a helmet and 100 degrees. Well, last weekend was warm, but uh, at least it was breezy. So hopefully it'll be breezy. Yeah, uh, but I think last Saturday was, what, 95 degrees? I was going to say it was pretty warm, but um, it, it was breezy. It was hot. Yeah, which probably didn't help the track. Oh, you wanted to talk about the track thing. I almost forgot about that. Do you want to talk about that? Well, I'm about done. So okay, fine. If you want to talk fine. about it. Um, Sunday morning after the races. Oh, oh, wait, before we talk about that. Oh, Man. fine. Jerry had a uh, nickname for uh, Chris. Dinner Bell. Dinner Bell. Dinner Bell, huh? Chris Dinner Bell Keller. I, I don't know about that. I think it had to do with the late for dinner thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. All go right. Ahead anyway. Sunday morning after the races, uh, about 7 o'clock in the morning, I, I walked the racetrack. Because you camped out there, huh? I did. Um, dogs needed to go for a walk, and I figured, well, let's... Did you let them crap on the track? No. Okay. Oh, no, great. no, no. They did that, that over... That they, would create a slick spot, I'm thinking. They, they did that over by the lilacs. I don't know where that is. That's okay. Wanna, okay. You don't need to know, Scott. All right. Um, anyway, uh, the bottom five feet of the racetrack... Uh, if I kicked it with my shoe, was still very, very wet. Uh, kicked it with my heel, and it left like a two-inch indentation. Um, so what all the racers were whining about, uh, the track taking rubber, didn't really happen. The bottom didn't take rubber. It was still wet. Uh, and, and the guys had to run with their left wheels uh, down where it was wet uh, because that's where the drive was. Um, personally. And, and I'll probably get in trouble with this, Scott. But You're, you're going to uh, get me in trouble. Yeah, I, I know. 
you could shut you could shut my mic off. The opinions but. expressed by Mr. Ron Miller not, do not necessarily reflect those of the Hammerdown Racing Report or iHeart Radio or they're they're pretty much or, just or Ron's, its affiliates. They're Ron's opinions here. I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and throw Chris Keller in there too. Okay, Chris Keller <laughs> <laughs> or Caron or Jeff Robertson. Yeah. Anyway, um, I personally feel that. The tires, the implement tires, need to be moved out about that five feet because that was the width of the the part of the track that still had moisture Sunday morning. Um, I, I even made a silly little drawing, um, that being the light pole. Uh, you can see that that's where the sand is, and and the cars have been racing right uh, right near the light poles. And from there to there. So those of you listening on iHeart uh, Radio and not for, live, you're going to have to uh, check out the video right. on, on our Facebook live. That's right. Just fast forward toward the uh, the end no. of it. And the uh, the inside part of the track is actually slightly off camber, Scott. So it it holds it holds moisture. I'm coming over here so the camera stays on it. Okay. So up here, it looks like your uh, that, yeah, your that, lights on fire. Yeah. I just want well, to point I know that, that out. Well, that's because they're new <laughs> LED lights and they're much brighter than they used to be. Anyway, this part of the track holds moisture, and that's what leads, I believe, to the one-lane racing, one-groove racing. So if the tires were moved out to this area, that would force the racers to use all of the track, um, and I think it would bring the top side of the racetrack back. But shouldn't the lack of banking kind of make up for that? you got banking up Well, and, and, and that banking um, is exaggerated here at... Uh, so, but there so still the, is banking. There absolutely. Which, and and the farther up the track you go, the more banking there is. Um, so in theory, you could run higher. It's supposed to try and right. make it so all the lanes are, are your shorter uh, uh, distance around the bottom, but you don't have that banking. Right. But if you take the moisture away down there. Um, where the grip is. Where the grip is. Absolutely. Um, if some of our listeners want to go on YouTube uh, Russ Lytle, R. Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E, has some videos going back six, eight, ten years. Um, and you can see that the track is really, really very much the same as it was, except the racing was uh, five or six feet away from, from the light poles. And I believe that uh, narrowing the track down uh, is what's caused the issues, uh, and, and definitely the fact that uh, that part of the track is off camber and holds the water. Uh, really, any any water that's put on the track during the night tends to run down there, and uh, because it's off camber, is going to stay there. Have you talked to uh, track officials? Have you suggested that change I've, at all? Or? I have discussed it a couple of times. Okay. Um, well, then I don't want to ask any more on that then. <laughs> That's that's just my opinion, Scott. And and I. How about s- this? I have an idea. Let me give me your drawing here. I have an idea. You got it. And this might take more work than just moving the tires out. Right. But, but using your your drawing here, um, what would happen if we push some of this banking down so then it this wasn't flat down here? Well, and I would think that make any difference. Uh, it, oh, it definitely would. I think there's also Probably more work. I though. think there's also a safety issue um, because the racers are getting much closer to the poles. Um, they, they've completely knocked the sandbank away that protected the poles, uh, and, and it won't be long until somebody knocks a light pole down, wh- which won't be good either. All right. It's definitely getting to be flat wall looking down there on that light pole. I do know which one you're talking about. Off after, of two? Yeah. A couple of them. A couple them. years off, the first time I went down there in hot laps, I was like, whoa. 
That's a little weird. <laughs> there, there's there's one just like that over. There's one in one and two. Uh, there's one in three and four. Right. Where, where the uh, little sand embankments are, are completely gone. And, and you can see the guys that are getting really brave because they'll go past there and their little puff of sand will pop up. <laughs> I know one of those guys. <laughs> are you one of those guys? No, I followed one of those oh, guys. Oh, okay. Whew, I just lost my chair. Yeah. Was it a green car? No. Oh, it, was, it was a white and black and fluorescent orange one. No, oh, okay. The guy's pretty good about getting around down there. Okay. Well, that's it. That's your opinion, right? That's my opinion. Okay, and you may be right. the The opinions you know? expressed are solely the solely mine, and, and do not reflect at all on iHeartMedia's <laughs> Scott Hammer or any of the aforementioned people. I mean, I guess you could try and see what happens. Be but, cheap but, and easy. That'd be the the sure. <laughs> kind of like Scott Hammer. But then you run the risk of people are going to run into the tires. That happens still. It does still happen. Not me, but not yet at least, but I probably will now next time. So thanks. Appreciate that. Have you heard anything about uh, Millstream? Any updates on Millstream before we sign off here? Uh, anything that, that that's you can another, share? That's another entire show, Scott. Okay. I can't go there. Wow. <laughs> probably should have talked to you before about that then. I'm curious now. Um, again, uh, Attica just making that announcement about the Brad Doty Classic. In case you have not heard, uh, they're going to reschedule that for, what was it, the 30th and 31st? that uh weekend right and and i'm sure only one august i'm sure only one of those is going to be the classic more more details uh forthcoming on that but the brad doty will be rescheduled so that's pretty cool that's a cool deal and uh just a note from uh, dean henry there he says that uh a fast qualifier at eldora tonight is david gravel all right there you go thanks to dave kemmer for uh helping out with uh coming up with my news you're giving me too much we need less news there's too much racing news there is we need less racing narrow it down uh, next week again, Ryan Weekman will be in the studio. Um, that, sure. By the way, Dave Kemmer is my Dave Kemmer is my cousin. I thought I, I remember that. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. Okay. Family uh, genealogy. Wow. It impressed me. <laughs> didn't know. I didn't even know it. Uh, he suggested uh, maybe we have uh, Rusty and and uh, uh, Chuck on next week talk about their summer nationals. Oh yeah, uh, I'm, I'm open to that. I didn't reach and, out to and, them yet. And today, neither but. of those guys is ever short on words. That could be our first oh. two hour show. Oh geez. So maybe we'll do that. No guarantee. I haven't asked them yet. They may not be available, but we'll we'll look into that. See what they, if there's if you have a suggestion, something you want to somebody you want to hear us uh, have on the show, by all means send us a message on Facebook. Uh, email me scotthammer at iheartmedia.com. Uh, all that information, everything to contact us, be a sponsor, whatever it's uh, on hammerdownracingreport.com as well. So make sure to check that out and don't forget to uh, listen to us on iHeartRadio. Spotify, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. any any of those. And, and if if my racing has been suspended at Oakshade, please let me know oh, before geez. I have to have to wash the car. You're in a timeout. That's it. We'll find out. Hey Scott, another great show, buddy. Thanks to uh, Chris again for coming in. Jeff as well. Good Thank luck you. to you guys uh, in whatever you guys decide to do at the last minute. <laughs> but you're taking this weekend off. Are you going to be out at? Uh, the track at least to watch the racing or yeah, is it sure we'll be there, okay. at 100 degrees 101, or no. 101 yeah <laughs> so you can if you're out at oakshade this weekend you can at least congratulate uh, chris on the, the birthday race win if you had haven't had a chance to do that already so thank you thank you guys for coming in uh for ron miller and scott hammer we'll see you back here next week next Same thursday time. night seven o'clock oh next week is the uh is what? Is, uh, you might want to come early because they're having the uh, company picnic in the parking lot. Oh, cool! Might be able to. There was there was 
Last year there was food. There was, yeah. There was Ooh, food baby. And ice cream and stuff. And, uh, so maybe we can use that to entice people, to, Rusty and Chuck, to come on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure Rusty doesn't miss many meals. Yeah. Ouch. On that, we'll see you next week. We're out. (laughs) Goodbye. You've been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.